0: Listening to Radio Free Brooklyn.
1: Downloads of this show are available on Automatic.com and the Automatic mobile app. I'm just a dumb Feel my hands shake.
2: Caught up in the shuffle Don't move with yeah. you We're out of sync It's so damn lovable. Don't get me wrong I still believe Oh my, you love so me But honey This just ain't our time
3: you are listening to the road now on radio free brooklyn i go by the name matt attack and we are here every monday evening at eight o'clock following the seeds of afro with dj nenham and right before everybody plays the fool with shane we opened our show with music by our guest this evening going down by eden james we followed it with the rock and roll high fives New album, new music coming out from them, going to be released on June 29th, their song Same Mistakes. The album is called Reintroducing the Rock and Roll High Fives, and it's on Little Dickman Records, and we follow that with Push and Pull by White Hot Jet. The album is called YYJ. It is on Mighty Spec Records, and they are out of Victoria, British Columbia before i forget just want to remind everybody that our guests from last monday treads are playing tomorrow night that's june 26 at coney island nyc which is down in the lower east side with pearl earl women of the night and pearl and it's uh ten dollars in advance twelve dollars at the door and it is 21 and over um and i would like to welcome to the studio at radio free brooklyn after four for long years since we last had a chance to chat uh eden james welcome thank you for for coming in we've taken a long time to try and get reconnected haven't we
4: yeah yeah <laughs> um
3: Matt attack it's a pleasure to be here on the road now yeah, uh, fantastic and we have Pretty nice digs here, don't we, at yeah. 100 Bogart Avenue? This is a nice establishment, I can tell you that. <laughs> Moving on up. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about Eden's new release, um, and we're going to give you a little bit of a sample of it at some point later in the show, just as a, as a little bit of a tease to, to stay tuned in for the, for the whole show. Um, I first met Eden four years ago, um, and we had a great live performance when I was... Uh, hosting a show with downtown Rachel Brown. Uh, we served chili. We served cornbread uh, over at Pratt Radio. It was, uh, it was tons of fun. Uh, I immediately fell in love with Eden's music uh, when I first heard it, either from the album These Streets, which we just heard from, uh, or Electric Charge, uh, which were two great albums, and it's been one of those anticipation things of waiting and waiting for the new music. And finally... Yeah. yeah, yeah, finally
4: here. I actually uploaded it to the distributor um, on Friday, so it's it's in
3: process of getting out there. Fantastic! Yeah. It, it's it hasn't been sort of a full four years for that, right? Um, has it been done in fits and starts, and then now you've just decided to make the we're going to go full bore?
4: Yeah. Well, it's it's sort of started late, and you know. I think that four years ago or three and a half years ago, when we last did the interview, um, I was tour, um, playing a lot of live shows mm-hmm. um, around around New York, and um, and I was writing at that time too. But it was it was just really sort of scribbling down on my notepad, little things and experiences and things like that, just collecting inspiration and and then that that probably spanned out for another year or two of 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 getting that writing done. Um. And then it really kicked in that I realized, look, it's about time that I get another release happening, <laughs> um, you know. And I had plenty of material, so I went into the, the what I call the, the digging phase. We just start digging through all your old material and new material, and finding the stuff that re- still resonates you with you. Um, and so that's what it was. So this, the, these, the last batch of new recordings uh, are both a collection of of the tracks that have never finished. And, and newer tracks that I've also just sort of written in the last year or two.
3: So uh, you say digging back through stuff, and, and that's because you've just kept all these sort of copious notes on, on yeah. things, right? Yeah. Or you've Or you've taken a, a, a guitar riff or something and, and you've recorded it and, yeah. and either logged it in your brain somewhere or put it down on a, on a track. I've
4: always put it down on something, whether it be paper or it's usually a recording. And, and even before the days of, uh, you know, cell phone recordings. Yeah um those i would be i would be put it onto a, a tape machine um or something like that so i have i converted so those those little micro tapes or mini tapes yep. those di- uh, dictaphones i converted song ideas from that to digital so now i have this digital library of just ideas that i store in a vault
3: <laughs> and that vo- <laughs> and <the laughs> vault isn't representative of your brain no
4: it's it's on a hard drive mm-hmm. yeah yeah, it's um so I mean it's not a physical vault but it's it's a it's a directory or a folder on a hard drive and that's got all these ideas in um like unfinished songs maybe it's just the melody or maybe it's a couple lyrics on top of a melody so mm-hmm. I it's really therapeutic to just sift through those old archives and look at some ideas that I did as a a different person because you know the, your experiences were different um, and those experiences sometimes they don't exactly resonate with you now and sometimes they they do maybe they resonate even more than than they did at the time
3: that's maybe that's why it was put on hold at the time or it wasn't finished I, I i think sometimes listening to the tracks on these streets like it could have been stuff that you wrote here that where you were impacted by what was going on on these streets similar to you shot the video for these streets in new york city right and so that's what you're saying so now you look back on all those little riffs and things that you did, and you are like this is still applicable. This is more applicable than when I wrote it. Um, yeah. And now we can flesh out this song. Yeah. Do you, do, have any of the songs to said you like? Oh no, we need to like make this darker, make this brighter, or oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: Um, a couple of them have gone through reworkings. So, you know, sort of you just you go through it. And in fact, one of the songs on this on this new LP, um, it's called Black Book. And it started out as a sort of very different song. Well, maybe not a very different song, but it started out with a different groove. And it just wasn't exactly where my vision wanted it to go. So we, we re-recorded everything, drums, bass, guitars, everything. We recorded that again. And and now it's sounding big. And I, I think I've, I also gave a little teaser of that out last week on social media so mm-hmm. people saw that. Um, <clears throat> my backing vocalist, Olivia Griffin, she was doing the BVs for that, and um, I, I put that out there on video, so a few people saw that, and I got a couple of reactions, people saying, really love the new sound. Um, so I, I take that as a good thing, <laughs> and I think, okay, well, that's great that people are liking the new sound, so that makes me happy. <laughs>
3: um, that's good. There was no sarcasm in there whatsoever. Not, not, no, not, no, no. And, and she's got a great voice oh, right, yeah. when, she belt, when she belts it out. Yeah, so. but, she... but, but I think, if I, if I remember correctly, you write all the parts music right
4: mostly yeah mostly um you know there'll be riffs that i come up with uh and and i'll ask my my musicians to play those riffs and other other times especially when it's a a, like a real hook or a melody Mm -hmm. that i want to hear but if it's more if it's more of a part and a supplemental part um i'll leave that to musicians to to play uh you know because that's that's their wheelhouse um
3: yeah To, to provide their interpretation on it
4: yeah, or to, to provide the, yeah the, how they believe this instrument should support this melody and this mm-hmm. and this and this vocal melody in the song, um, and and often often they're bang on, right. and if if they're not, well, I'll work with them and I'll say let's just tweak that note here there or there and like let's can you play the F sharp instead of the whatever, um, and I really have fun doing that. Yeah. That's it's a real collaborative process that is, and it's it's like kids playing in the sandpit saying oh what do you got there. hand me that that wrench (laughs) hand me that spanner let's see what we can do here
3: yeah it's fun now uh, I need to give a shout out to somebody who has actually continued to whet my appetite for the fact that you have new music coming out because whenever I saw this gentleman uh, we would chat and it was uh, normally seeing him at a show with Natalie Michelle um, and we'd just sort of chat you know chat for a bit and then he'd say and just wait Eden's got new music coming out I'm like okay Okay, okay, that's fantastic, and that's Matt um, LeBlanc who who plays your drum. Or, or or, or have I just butchered his last name? Uh, No, no, you yeah, 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 because my wife said Dave Dave LeBlanc. Dave LeBlanc. LeBlanc. Sorry, yeah, yeah. See, my wife is right. You did butcher his name. From (laughs) it was the the first name.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, you see, see, Dave Dave is doing so much right now. He's out there playing with everyone. He's like, he's and he's he's a real star. I mean, he's he's traveling the country, the world, even. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah,
3: he's he's doing really well. Um, So that's good. Well, and, and, but that's, that's always been the fun bit whenever I've run into him. And hopefully I've called him the right name when I've run into him. Um, But, you know, he, he, his enthusiasm for the fact that you're doing something has like kept my enthusiasm up. And that's why I'm so excited um, to know that there's new music. Um, I don't want to, like, I'm going to keep teasing people with it. But the, the, the outtake that you sent me, um, and to me, I get this Lou Reed vibe. Mm -hmm. um and and so like i immediately started listening to it um and it and and it's a song bad girl and i was like i dig this because it's got that like i say it to me and 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 of course equating lou reed with new york city so much um and then i was like yes i love what this is coming together to represent awesome awesome (laughs) (laughs) well so
4: i I won't deny that there is definitely a lou reed quality there um but i've also heard from the same parts which i think I think it's the verses that mm-hmm. you are talking about. This Lou reads, this sort of spoken, yeah. sort of spoken uh, verse part. It's not; it's half singing and half half speaking uh, the lyrics. And uh, and I, I mean, Lou did that a lot, so it was was kind of a part of his his sound for a time. Um, but also Dylan did it a lot, and and oh, okay. so what I am also getting from that, and and maybe in my delivery was probably part inspired from a Dylan type delivery, and and I've got some feedback from this song that it's very Dylan. In fact, one person said it was. Dylan meets Beck. Hmm. And I thought, no, oh, that's fair. That's pretty cool. I'll, I'll go with that.
3: <laughs> All right. I, I wouldn't say no to that either. But it, So let's hear the title track from These Streets. Mm-hmm. And then I, I want to follow it up with, with a track from an, an album, uh, artist by the name of Marvin Pontiac, uh, who just had his greatest hits released from 20 years ago. And it's one of those things where Uh, his songs would not fit on a lot of other playlists for guests that I have in the studio. And it's one of, again, it's one of those things I've been like hanging on, hanging on, and I'm like, yes, this will go beautifully and perfectly uh, with the music of, of Eden James. So you are listening to The Roden Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is These Streets by our guest this evening, Eden James.
2: Look a favor, you say don't matter But sure could help a lot When we came together Their faces were turning away Here in our homes We make love in our beds We live and we plan for our dreams But out on the streets
3: You are listening to The Road Nower on Radio Free Brooklyn. Wanna" by Marvin Pontiac. The re-release of his greatest hits album on Northern Spy Records. Got quite a story, kind of a tragic story. Uh, the whole album is great and I think uh, fits perfectly into what we're doing and what we're playing this evening and Eden's old music, Eden's new music. Um, so that was that. And we heard then the title track for These Streets by Eden's album these streets which was released 2011 yeah that's uh, right. off yeah. the top of my head so it was the
4: first year i arrived in new york it was released the first year in new york
3: yeah and so so back to that like having things in the vault then so were was that then these streets was it a song about it, new it york? wasn't
4: it just it was actually about london but i think it, it was there are parts of those two cities or these two cities that that overlap mm-hmm. and i think um it was just as relevant with new york as right. as with london
3: and if people uh, go to your website edenjames.com, they can see the video that you have put together for these streams, yeah. which was shot in in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah, So that that was going down the um, the single going down, um, mm-hmm. which was shot yeah in Brooklyn in um, yeah, at, at Shangri La Studios on the rooftop there. Yeah, yeah.
3: Okay. Um, now I made a reference to Dave LeBlanc because uh, having met, met him before when he was he was drumming, uh, but who's playing for you now? And you, you had some interesting, really interesting people helping you with this latest production.
4: Yeah. Um, so on on the latest uh, batch of recordings, I, I um, the the co-producer I'm working with Tim Leitner, and we're we're almost finished these recordings. By the way, um, so I mean the first mix is done, but so is the second. <laughs> But uh, we, we want to sort of wrap things up really quickly. Um, but uh, Tim helped me to find some great, great players to come in on these recordings, uh, including uh, Larry Saltzman, who, who plays for Paul Simon, um, Charles Georgiano, who plays for Bruce Springsteen in the E Street uh, Band, and Charlie did some great keys parts on, on the record um, and, and organ parts, and uh, piano accordion too. There's some piano really? accordion on there as well. So I go a little gypsy. <laughs> Um uh-huh.
3: and then where did you record them?
4: At well I recorded in two two studios here in New York. Uh one at Grand Street uh, Recordings which is here uh, well close in Williamsburg. Okay. Um which uh, is run by a studio owned owned and run by uh, Ken Rich. And it it's it's a really beautiful studio. It's just it just got a great feel, very warm feeling, great lights and equipment everywhere, and just it's fantastic. And and then I I took it to uh Tim's Studio um in Union Square. Called sticky audio labs and that's where i've been working out with tim for the past several months
3: okay um networking sounds to seems to have like a a bad rep right but is is that how you sort of made those connections to working with brian and getting them involved uh just because you have to make that you know connections at, at, at some point yeah, it's. I mean, it's part of the business side
4: of the music mm-hmm. business, and and a lot of musicians don't like doing that that business side, and I understand why. It's it's not music. Yeah. <laughs> That's, but I there are parts of that business side of the of the industry that I enjoy. Um, I do like the, the building something, and, and you've got something and need to. You need to help it get out there, the awareness side of things, but also the the networking, the relationships, right. and you know, putting your team together. It, you can't do it by yourself. Right. And you need a team, and so you, you need talented people. So you, you always need to be on the lookout for those talented people and who who's, who are going to help you. Uh,
3: and w- what I'm getting out of you from you saying that is that you you're not afraid then as an artist to be challenged by other people who have had success in, in other places, because ultimately that's the only way you as an artist are going to end up growing. Absolutely,
4: yeah, yeah, it's, that's right. I mean, like we all learn from each other all the time. You know, the teacher can learn from the student, and 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 vice versa. It's not it's not. It's not always the other way around. It, uh, I think as long as you're open to it you, and you know, you've got your ego checked, I think <laughs> you, you'd be learning
3: stuff every day. I'm learning stuff from you right now. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. Because ultimately your record, uh, the new release, is going to, going to sound different if you just had people saying, Eden, that sounds great. Eden, that sounds great. Uh, without, as compared to somebody taking their experience and saying, you know, maybe there's right. a, a way to a tweak it, and and yeah. you're and you're probably saying, you know what, you're right.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, there was a point in the record where I thought I'd finished. I started it by myself, and I thought I'd finished it, and and I sat back and listened to it, and I thought, mm, no, I'm missing a I'm missing a chunk. Mm-hmm. I'm missing stuff, and that's where I, I went out to look for someone, a collaborator to help me, and that's when I found Tim, or Tim found me, rather, and uh, and. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was, I was blown away that someone of of his caliber was was really into the songs. See, it's like Tim was looking for songs. He's looking for great songs and so I'm mm-hmm. really flattered that he he saw my songs and went, "Yeah, I love these songs. They're fantastic. Let's let's make them the best they can be." Right. And that's the person I want to work with because we that's you know, obviously we want our our songs as songwriters to be the best they can be. Right. So, yeah, that's that's what we did.
3: Well, should we drop in our, our yeah. little 30 seconds? Yeah, let's do so, it. So should we just give a bit of background about why we're not playing full tracks from <laughs> yeah. from the new release?
4: Right, okay. So the, the first single, the title is Bad Girl, and it was originally set to, to release at the end of this month, which is June. Um, there were some setbacks in the, the release time, so now it's set to be released on July 20th. And, and because of that, we like, we can't give it away The whole entirety too soon Because it's You know The horse has
3: bolted (laughs) (laughs) So we've got a 30 second sample for you Alright So let's hear This is a quick little snippet Of Bad Girl Which is going to be the new release Coming up from Eden James There we go. That was the tease. Yeah. bad girl. That's it. That's the but it. But bit. it sounds great. But that's that's. I like that Lou Reed vibe going. Yeah, yeah going you know, on there.
4: Good. Me too. I, I I mean I like it. Um, so I, I will tell you one thing. I did naturally, uh, no, I won't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> but, enough. <laughs> but I will say if if you're liking the new sound and you're listening to this, um, and you don't know me or you do know me, um, and you you know. You, you want to hear more, um, please do go to my website um, and sign up to my mailing list at the bottom of the page. Uh, And and I'll keep you abreast of all the updates, the shows,
3: the the releases,
4: everything, and and hopefully uh, you'll get more of what you liked.
3: Yeah, I think it's a great idea. We have a newsletter that goes out at Radio Free Brooklyn once a month, and if people sign up for it on our website – radiofreebrooklyn.org. Uh, Eden's website is edenjames.com um, and sign up. And what we like about doing the newsletter and what I think you like about your email list, uh, is that you're going to be directly interacting with the people who support you. Uh, no, no, no spam, uh, but you'll get better information coming to you out of that email, which is what we say with our newsletter, uh, as compared to having to deal with all the algorithms of facebook and what what you right. see what you don't see yeah. and and all the rest of it so uh i think that and then that is where you're going to be telling people about when they can do the pre-order uh yeah. for for the album and when the show is going to be and where the show is going to be and all the rest of the d- the details so um what is the album going to be called
4: i don't have a work i don't even have a working title really? for it okay yet. you know uh you know i have a, on my phone i have a list of names that i, I run by tim sometimes and i just think tim, what do you think of this and he'll go to give me a yay, or no, a yay or nay. And so right now the best working title is Shapeshifter.
3: Okay. And, and is that coming from what you've felt you've been doing with your music or how you've been seeing yourself here in New York City? Just It, it came from a lyric on a song called Dangerous Game. Mm-hmm. And
4: it's one of the verse lyrics um, references a cat, and then and, and before that it references a shapeshifter, and and I just thought it was a it was a a nice um, image to to wrap up really a lot of these collection of songs. Um, you know, it's, it's 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 I wouldn't say the songs are formulaic at all, or even formulaic to what I've done in the past. So therefore that they, you know there's a lot of fluidity in them and. they, they Shape shifting around. Okay, uh, and there there are several references to cats um, and dogs <laughs> in this album. Actually, well, there's there's a reference to cat in Bad Girl. Yes, you yeah. just heard it. Yeah. That's just a, yeah, yeah. Dangerous Game has another reference to cats. As, as a song called New York has a reference to dogs. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> it works.
3: Shape So w- one of the things over the years that I've always actually wanted to reach out to you and, and ask you is that idea of how. Have you been able to over the years find the balance between, you know, work and being the artist? Because um, I think it's it's different being the kids who are here at 22, 23 um, and sort of being like, okay, I'm going to live with eight people in a, in a one bedroom apartment and I'm going to call myself an artist. And I don't mean that in any sort of flippant sort of way. Um, but, you know, you, you're not at that at stage nor nor am i um and, and and so i'm intrigued as to how you find that balance between wanting to get all your creativity out but then sort of having to compartmentalize it at some points during the day and go like okay i'm serious eden james right now
4: yeah it's immensely difficult <laughs> yeah it, it's so difficult um but it, yeah, it needs to be balanced it needs to be a balance uh you know because your art needs funding. And, and so I, 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 fund my art by going to work and, right. uh, and that's, that's how I'm doing. It. Um, but I find I, I work in sporadically, you know, there'll, there'll be and a great big push of, of creativity mm-hmm. and, and artistry. And there'll be a, then there'll be, I'll balance it for the next little while with a great big push of like working for the man. <laughs> um, so you know it has to be done, and, and I, f- I find that I enjoy both both those roles um, because they are different, but they're different parts of life, mm-hmm. and there's no there's no point in complaining about one or the other. Right. And so it's a means to an end, but it's also in the moment that there is there are great things about whatever you're doing, you know. Depending, it doesn't matter what that is, but there's there's always always something great about whatever you're doing. And if that's mopping floors—not that I'm mopping floors—but if that that's what it is, you know, you can you can find a peace and and even even a joy in that.
3: Now, do you ever find yourself sitting in a meeting and having that that? Perfectly pop into your head and, and wanting to like get it down or wanting to like, we need to wrap this up because I've got this cre- creative idea.
4: Well, well, no, that hasn't really happened, but I that does have some, sometimes happen on the subway. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not opposed to singing an idea into my phone on the subway, uh, just to capture it. Or I, I, type, I type in lyrics a lot um, into my phone when they just come. But generally, if, if I'm really focused on something, then I'm, I, my mind's not... Drifting, mm-hmm. um, like if I'm working or in, and and I'm focused, um, I'll be focused on the work. Okay, and my mind won't drift until you know I get home or go see a show, and then I get kick up the butt to be inspired again. And and then you know. as,
3: as isn't going to see a live music show. Yeah, and, yeah. and And you're like, okay,
4: yeah. Th- that really inspires me. Just seeing um, a lot of shows in this city. It's you know, you know what this city is like. Yes. it's it's there's there's shows going on on every corner every night of the week, and it's it's fantastic. You you'll never at a loss to go see some new live
3: show right uh, of just walking in somewhere and wow this 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 is great why are why is there no one here or i understand why there's so many people here this is fantastic yeah Yeah. i I had one of those experiences on the weekend uh of just arriving somewhere and being like "Who the heck is this like Mm -hmm. this is really good i need to reach out to these people right
4: and it doesn't happen every time you go out but when, when it does it becomes a little more special you know, yeah. when you just go wow
3: I'm gonna I'm, the, I'm a new fan yeah yeah <laughs> where do I go and how do I do things um, speaking of indicating that people are a fan of Eden James right um, you, we said we can go to your website to make sure you sign up and and get the newsletter but we can find you at Eden James music. Right, on Facebook yeah uh, and you're active on, on Twitter to get yeah. some of that information out which is Eden James Music as well <coughs> Spotify to follow yeah
4: please follow me on Spotify I need those
3: listeners to go up um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so
4: if you, if you do like my stuff um, please yeah, just look up Eden James on Spotify and, and just click on that follow um, so on Spotify Twitter is e- Eden James Music on Twitter um, and Eden you'll get all the links from there if you, if you want the, the Facebook links as well got it uh, yeah
3: so going out to see live music. So tell me, like, because you've you've got a longer history than maybe perhaps some people don't don't know. But tell me about what some of your like favorite live performances that you've done uh, in your career.
4: Uh, okay, this is this will. I'm sure this is a first for uh, live radio. Sure, live radio. Was that, is that is that yeah? Is yeah also, of <laughs> <laughs> uh, for radio at least. I don't know how many people know this. When I was younger. I was in an Oasis cover band. Okay, wow i I did not know that. <laughs> and I sang. Well, if only I had no one. I could have put
3: one on the playlist.
4: <laughs> I think it was New Year's Eve. One New Year's Eve, we sang. Or oh, I sang to a crowd of ten thousand people. Whoa! Um, in, in Australia, and Oasis were actually touring that week. It didn't get as many people
3: as the ten thousand. <laughs> And w- was that because it was New Year's Eve, or they were just? Yeah, you know? I think it was just New
4: Year's <laughs> Eve. I think we were in the right place at the right time, and uh, it was it was fun. Actually, at the end of this that gig, um, it was. I mean, it's New Year's Eve. I don't know if you know much about Australian culture on New Year's Eve. People get very very rowdy, <laughs> and at the, at the when we were <laughs> leaving the stage, I saw beer cans in the drum in the kick drum. Like someone actually managed to throw them through that hole at the front of the kick drum
3: and <laughs> have only had video of that to figure out who that was right right, right. Um, sign them up for the national cricket team yeah. that's what, that, that's for sure that 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 would be uh, awesome yeah that was a lot of fun can can we just go back to the the new recording if, yeah. if you don't mind so from your first recording to now mm. how like for you did that whole sort of maturation you know the process did, did you feel it changed? Did you... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah. You know, the first recording... Um, even at the first recording, I'd always recorded before because recording yeah. was one of my passions and something I was very interested in. So even when I recorded my official first album that was on a major label, um, actually it was an independent label, dis- distributed by a major distributor, uh, even then it wasn't my first rodeo, but but I was very green to that super professional... Um, like a producer telling you right there, like helping you through through all the all the passages and mm-hmm. all, all the, rec- the the parts and, and the tracks. Um, you know, I, I was I was just very green when I listen to my first record. Now there are, there are parts on it. I think. Oh, if only I could sing that again now. And the, the beauty is, because it's all digital and, and we all have it on Pro Tools sessions, sure. I can. You know, I can re-release <laughs> yeah. these these things in five years, three years, and re-record my vocals if I want. Yeah. Um, but you're asking about the difference that, that you know, the, the, the chasm in between that first one to, to today's. Um, I mean, there's so much you learn on, on, the, on the way. And it's not just in recording or in recording studios, but it's playing live, it's um, stage presence, it's its performance, its entertaining and all those things you, you learn on the way um, and I guess they, they all help so they all help you prepare for your recording session so now I can go into a session all prepared I know exactly what I'm doing I've rehearsed, I know how I'm going to sing this song mm-hmm. so I will probably not get much vocal direction from, from the producer um, I would think because I'm already on top of it. That's that's what I would, I would think. Um, in fact, recording this album, a lot of the vocals I recorded at home in, in my bedroom, in my bedroom studio. Um, and then I would take those vocals and give them to Tim in, in his studio and he would just import them. And um, and if, nine times out of ten, he'd say, that's great. Sometimes he'd say, oh, you know, I feel this needs to be a little more laid back. Um, do you want to jump in the studio now and right. do it here? So sometimes I'd do it there, but we were very cautious of Trying to stick to the same environment and microphone on on each song. So if I'd started this song in my bedroom, I tried to finish all the vocal parts there because it's going to sound different in a different different microphone and different room.
3: Right. So so not only is the does the song sound consistent all the way through, but there's consistency throughout the the album. I mean, I guess it's okay to have some sort of variation. Right. But well, not so. Yeah, like
4: like some songs were recorded on my mic at home, and some were recorded in 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 the studio with different Mm -hmm. mics. So there is that variation but you because Tim's mixing is the same he's applying the same kind of effects eq and there's you know, something that he likes about that he'll apply to the voice so that sort of keeps it consistent and right. that, i think that glues the things together
3: now did you try any um, there's all these sort of you know urban myths in new york city where an artist will go into some sort of dive little club and then you know they'll they'll have their hat on and they'll you know they'll put the name on the whatever of the open mic as Matt attack is going to be singing. Um, did you try any of that? Did you, have you, did you just sort of like try and venture out, um, go undercover or with any of your sets? Did you, you were working in the new material and just getting, judging how the feedback was and deciding that, okay, I need to go back and rework that. You you know, I'm, I I'm, I I'm, I'm joking you know, about going out to an open mic and just sort of getting it. But, but I mean, I, I do open mics. I mm-hmm. to do open mics. I
4: think they're a great way to test new, new material. Okay. Um, I haven't done one in a while, but I would love to be doing some now. Um, not not even just to test new material, just to just to get out there and just have some fun and just start warming yourself back up into the, the live performance mode. Um, but to be honest, I did not do much too much testing of material among friends and peers. Um, and... I guess it's because Tim and I were, were very confident in what we had. I mean, b- between Tim and I, we did do this a lot. Mm-hmm. We, we, and Tim's a great talker, just, just, just as I am, so we <laughs> like to sit down and, and wax. Um, but uh, So we did a lot of conversations just about whether a direction is right for a song, for this song or something like that. And I think between the two of us, we came to places that we were both very happy with in the direction of songs. But apart from that, we didn't really send ideas out to many people. Uh, we kept it, we kept uh, our cards close to our chests on this one, and um, I don't know why it wasn't really intentional. It was just as a, it's just a matter of sort of time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we couldn't wait for people to get back to us, you know, people across the pond or, or sure. whatever. It's it's like the timing thing. You, you sort of need to know now so you can move on. Um, yeah, but so. It just worked out that way, I'm, and I'm not opposed to testing things on, on mm-hmm. people and saying, "Hey, what do you think of this?" Um, sometimes it's too late to change. If they say <laughs> it's crap, we just go, "Well, I'm putting that crap out there." <laughs>
3: well, that's song number eleven on the album. That's that's, that's the hidden track <laughs> yeah, on yeah, the okay. uh, on the album coming out. So, do are are you past the stage of feeling like vulnerable when you like do a solo set? Um, no,
4: I'm, no, no, I'm no. not. No, I'm not past that stage it's it's not even just the solo set but it's when you've had a break for some time sure and you know i actually haven't played live for some time so it's it's that break just getting back on there and soon it's like riding a bike as soon as you back up there everything just comes back to you and it's it's on um, but you know there's there's there the nerves that come when you if you haven't walked the boards for a while
3: right yeah screamed at macbeth yeah yeah, yeah. It, 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 exactly so um so I'm going to make sure I keep checking my email. Actually, I'm going to have to go check to make sure I am on the email list. I'm pretty sure I am. Uh-huh. <laughs> but so if, if I go to EdenJames.com, as, as we mentioned earlier, if you go scroll down to the bottom of the page, sign up for uh, Eden's email list, uh-huh. uh, get, get the most exclusive updates on when the release is going to be coming, when people are going to be able to pre-order the new album, and when the release show is going to be, which is probably going to be the latter part of July here in New York City.
4: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Uh, the releases are Friday, July 20, and I'm hoping that um, I'll I'll announce a a live show a a day or two, a few days after that.
3: Okay. Um, And so I will look forward to seeing that. Unless you play an 11 o'clock set, I I have to draw the line somewhere, okay? I just can't do those anymore in my life. Um, So we are going to close out with actually another Australian band, um who were just here a, a couple weeks ago they're called hockey dad um and we're going to have it with another local band who's actually just working on something as well headless elvis but before we do we are going to hear from i think probably the first song i heard of yours um, which is off electric charge and what hooked me right away and that song is hurt me so um Once this song gets its uh, hooks into you, you will become a fan of Eden James just like I am and you'll be as looking forward to this new album as much as I am. So uh, good luck to Australia in the World Cup. Always fantastic to catch up. Um, You have been listening to The Road an Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is Hurt Me by Eden James. Thanks, Matt. Cheers, mate. Cheers.
2: says Body says, kill me.